Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. is going on y'all we are back for another edition of no bets bar this time for ufc long island ortega versus rodriguez and i have to say this is probably the most excited i have been for a ufc non-pay-per-view in my entire fandom as a ufc fan because i will be in attendance it is my first ufc card in person i cannot wait i can't wait to break this card down jed how we feeling man man i'm so excited for you buddy uh because if it weren't for you there would not be a ton of excitement for this card. I got to be honest. I'm not here. Uh, in the words of, of Nick Diaz, I am not here to sell wolf tickets. This is not an event uh, that I would be super stoked for. It is great. It's great for them to be out on the road. I love, I love that this ABC card is early in the day. Uh, East Coasters, we never get one of these. Where we'll, be, we'll be cash and rolled at like 7 p.m. or something have a whole Saturday evening to get wild with it. But those are the things I love about this card. Uh, it's not a bad card, and there are one or two fights that I'm really excited about, but I think it's just we've had such a volume. And next week, I'm so... I, the first London card was just so great that how can you not be absolutely stoked about Tommy Espinall? Tommy Espinall. And so this one... Gotta do it. And so this one, like last week, is a little bit of a... I'm just not as excited. I don't have that many bets. Uh, I'm I'm vibe betting. All my bets are just from the hip. There's no, not a lot of research in this one. I'm just firing off with what I feel. And we'll see how it goes. But you being there... That's gonna I'm that's gonna elevate us this week. I'm confident. Yeah, I I think so too. It ups the ante. There's a few fights that I am stoked about like the entire card as a whole especially if i was not going to be there would not be like that hype for this one especially when we have ufc london ufc 277 waiting in the wings just after that international fight week a couple weeks ago but the fact that i'm going to be there i'm buying into it there's a couple of these fights that i'm i'm buying into way more than i typically would 
so we're going to bring the energy. And I'm with you. A lot of vibes bets. I got flyers this week. It's it's not a thing that I typically do. It's not a thing you do. Okay, I was throwing You're some a page darts out of my book. Just throwing darts. Not not heavy on these. Not heavy on these. But I I do have a few flyers. Uh, been excited this one for a while. If we want to do a quick recap of last week, Jared Vandera yeah. uh, broke my heart not going for a takedown. Uh, <laughs> I wish you could have just put the entire Titanic you. music. You, I mean, you were right. You were I right. I said exactly the words. You're banking on Jared Bandera to have good fight yeah. IQ. And, he and did this not. is a man who chose to grapple with the, maybe not the best heavyweight grappler ever, but probably the most uh, the most prolific grappler currently competing in the heavyweight division still. You can never trust that man's fight IQ. No, and... It was apparent like two and a half minutes into the fight oh, that yeah. he wasn't going to do it. Like he they, he had no intentions of ever doing it. And I can't even lie. When he got rocked, I was like, good. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll shoot for a desperation <laughs> takedown. Like maybe he'll shoot for a desperation takedown and give me something here. Uh, he did not. And then I also have to apologize to you. Uh, I do remember talking you into Ricky Tercios. Another you fight. You sure did. You miserable. sure did. That, was, that and Jared Vandera were so miserable to watch. Oh, it was awful, especially when I had a bet on both of them. Yeah, man, that uh, that Tercios one, I I don't blame you. I blame me because I, I, I didn't have to listen. I chose to listen. And while he's sitting there and just hollering and missing from a mile away, I was just like, oh, this is a bad choice. I, I made a bad decision right now, and I regret this immediately. Yeah, uh, it, was, I, it was tough. Two judges gave him the first round. I thought that was insane. Yelling is important. It is. Uh, it's a way to steal rounds. If you or your corner can yell, Valentina Shevchenko. Shevchenko. <laughs> Anthony Shevchenko won that fight because Valentina yelled from the corner. So, uh, you know, and man, it's a shame because I uh, I ended up taking a play on Courtney Casey, which ah. was very unfortunate. But I still ended up. I had a good week last week. I ended up about three units. Oh, um, love that. Yeah, love that. Uh, Chase Sherman did. I, I you 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 were there when I talked myself into the three bets on on Kennedy uh, and Choku. Oh man, cashed all three of them, baby. Cashed. ITD under two and a half squeaker. Yeah, the under yeah. two and a squeaker. half one. That one was driving me crazy because I was like, stop, stop trying to choke him. You can't choke him. You're not very good at this. Just just punch him in the head. Hammer. And just get, hammer down. The minute, the minute he decided to stop trying to submit him and just elbow him, finished 10 seconds later. I was, was like, over. you could have done this so much sooner, my guy. Uh, yeah. The, good weekend. Cashed the, all three of them. Chase Sherman hit that underdog bet for me. It was a good weekend. The Kennedy inside the distance. Uh, should have just played that straight at like plus 250. I don't know why I had to add Treshawn Gore, who uh, oh, embarrassed me fast. Yeah, I was like, was because tough. Kennedy was before it, I was like, we got a plus a thousand parlay alive right now, and we just need Treshawn Gore to finish this inside the distance. Uh, that those hopes and dreams died quickly. <laughs> you know, but you live and you learn. You had fun. I had um, fun, and I went light. That was the key. I knew it was going to be a bad card for me. I just didn't like it from the second I saw it. I, w- I went back in our Slack, and on like June twenty fourth, I oh, hit yeah. you, and I was like, I hate the July 9th card. I don't want to bet it. Obviously, we got to bet it. Uh, gotcha. I ended up. I ended down like one point six five. You know. You never yeah. want to lose, but like worse it's have happened. much worse things have happened than than finishing down one point six five on a card like that. Uh, too honestly, from a betting standpoint, I'm not in love with this UFC Long Island card. 
Dude, it has so it's so similar to last week in that most of these fights are really competitively matched, and so yes. it's tough. It's tough for me to see like a lot of inherent value. My bets this week, uh, like I said, they're all vibes, and I've got uh, I'm basically just firing on on a couple of underdogs I like, just without diving too deep into it. Just being like, eh, I like that dude. I think he's got a real good shot to win this, whatever. Uh, because it it's really hard to parse value with how tight these some of these fights are. I'm with you, dude. Yeah, uh, let's get into some vibey bets. I mean, that's what we can do. Um, I I've already got a, a quite a few locked in for UFC London next week. Um, Love that that I feel pretty good about. So I'm, I'm excited to move on to that. But I definitely I'm, feel better about some of the bets on the London card for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to the card. We're we're not going to not bet on a card that I will be in attendance for. So let's get into it. Let's start with the you're main event. On every fight, I hope I'm, you're just going I'm full forcing, I'm forcing a bet on every main card fight. I at least okay. did that. So but that's hey, half the card I right there. I support that. I I support that. Yeah, one of my flyers is uh is forcing a fight, uh, forcing a bet on on one of these these fights. The, let's get it the going. Last though. time I forced bets, I didn't. I missed every single one of them. Yeah, forcing bets so always tends to work to out well. Uh, that's <laughs> I think that's written in the uh, winning betters handbook. Is uh, force bets as much as you possibly can. Just chase it, chase it. <laughs> yes, chase. Don't do research. Bet emotionally. <laughs> We're doing great this week. Then. <laughs> uh, all right, let's dive into it. Main event. Featherweight bout. We got five rounds if it goes that long. Brian Ortega up against Yair Rodriguez. T-City right now sitting at minus 165. Rodriguez coming back at plus 140. Over-under set at 4.5. Over minus 105. Under 4.5 at minus 125. To me, I feel like this is just such a close fight. I, I don't know how you feel about it. Um, I... This is a complicated fight for me because I am quite possibly the world's biggest Brian Ortega hater. Oh, um, hater. Wow. I thought you were going to say fan. Nope. I, <laughs> I, I got on this hill a long time ago because I less so now, um, especially after, uh, after the Chan Sung Jung fight, that was really kind of where I probably should have turned, turned the tide, but. You know, I, I hate forever. That's I'm from the South, and we know how to hate forever, and that is what I do. And so I watched Brian Ortega's entire rise up up the ranks, you know. And he lost. He was losing every single yes. fight until he wasn't. And I cannot, and at the time I could not, and I still have a really hard time wrapping my head around the fact that, like, he's not very good at fighting, Except for he's like really good at it for very, very small moments. And that makes him really exciting. But like this is a dude who was getting the crap kicked out of him by Diego Brandau and Clay Guida. And Cub Swanson was was tuning him up on the feats before it happened. And it's just, it's so hard for me to envision that. Because the Max Holloway fight, that was the fight where it all made sense. It was like, yes, you're actually not very good. And that's what happens when you fight someone who doesn't just randomly get tapped out to you or whatever he just beats the hell out of you and then the chancing junk fight happened and he beat korean zombie pillar to post and you know maybe it's because he he rocked zombie in like the first round zombie basically was never the same in the fight but either way that was a sensational performance that should have made me say oh this dude actually can fight he's not just uh a really 
um, predatory grappler who's been opportunistic, but at some point that luck's going to run out. Uh, but I didn't, and I thought Alexander Volkanovsky was going to kill him, and then he uh, almost beat Alexander Volkanovsky in <laughs> one of the sweatiest single moments I've ever, like, because I had a big bet on Volk, and so, like, right behind my almost tragic Valentina Shevchenko all-in bet, like, I had a big bet down on Volk, <laughs> and that whole sequence, whoo, whoo, the palms were sweaty. And so I should believe that this dude is good at fighting because he obviously is. But I obviously. refuse because I, I said it once and I'm going to live <laughs> on that. I'm going to die on that hill. And so I I think Yair Rodriguez, I don't know if I think it, but I'm willing it into existence. The man is going to finally do what people have wanted from him forever. And as El Pantera is finally going to get himself a title shot. Yeah, so first thing I want to address is... Uh... I was also on Alexander Volkanovsky, and I was on the over three and a half, and I was on Volk by decision uh, in that fight. Wildly sweaty. Pacing. I did not sit down for like the last three rounds of that fight, pacing uncontrollably. It was, Volk was blue in the face. I mean, this fight would have never gotten made, but if Volk taps there, like what do you think they set a Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez line at? If he's 16 and one, the champion of the featherweight division. I feel like it's not getting set at, at minus 150. No, it's definitely not. It's certainly a higher line than that. Yeah. I mean, that's just something that I thought about that it's just like, wow, there, there's a timeline out there where, where Volk tapped and like just everything is different at this point. There but for the grace of God. Yeah, man. Like going back to the tape, I I kind of felt the same way about you where it's just like, oh, yeah, wow. Like he he was really losing like all of these fights until he wasn't losing them. It's like uh, it's kind of like the alt – the the anti Michael Johnson where Michael Johnson is always winning the fights until <laughs> the he isn't yes the inverse of Michael Johnson is Brian Ortega he's always losing the fight until he isn't and he almost did it with with Volkanovski in that fight almost yeah almost but uh, that only counts in in horseshoes and hand grenades uh, as they always say it's true uh, the only yeah. person he hasn't all hasn't done that to is is Max Korean Holloway zombie. oh and, yeah well yeah that one he well, just, I mean I guess the Korean lost. Zombie he wasn't almost ever losing that fight but yeah the Holloway yeah. fight it never never for once and i'm i'm honestly i'm taking a lot from this fight i have a bet on brian on uh on yaya rodriguez's underdog at plus 140 taking a lot from essentially and i know you shouldn't do this because mma math is is not but they max holloway is a common opponent and they fought that very very differently now sure frankie edgar's a common opponent and those also went very very differently but uh this is holloway is much more recent for both men and Yair Rodriguez lost to Max, but he went hammer and tong with Max in a truly incredible performance from that dude. And I I don't know if, I just don't know if Ortega's going to be able to create the scrambles or, or get the takedowns he needs. And I think he can certainly compete with Yair on the feet, but I would say that Yair is a more dangerous striker than Brian Ortega, certainly more diverse one. Uh, and so that's why I'm No taking. doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I mean... It's like when I look at this fight, uh, also just going back through Yair's tape, it, it like, I feel like he, you know, people love him and he had a great start to his UFC career, but especially after looking at the scorecards, like if he doesn't get that last second knockout of Korean Zombie, I mean, we're talking about him losing three of his last four fights. Like it's. Oh, yeah. 
And that, but I mean, that is also arguably the greatest knockout in the history of the sport. <laughs> I mean, insane, insane. Just like, I don't unbelievable. know. I haven't come across anyone that had bet on and Korean Zombie that night, but I know that hurt so really bad. In, really important. I just want to say, when you say last second, it no, is like, in fact the actual last second. Statistically, <laughs> mathematically, everything yes. of the fifth round. There were no more seconds when Korean Zombie got put to sleep. Sleep, uh, like he went like out, dude. It was yeah. In a fight, he had clearly won. If he had just spent the rest of the round, like the whole round, sprinting away from him, easily would have won. Two judges had him up. Uh, had him up three one going yeah, into the round. I mean, it, I mean it, he it he won did the not fight. Matter at all. And so yeah, when you talk about what if Ortega had finished, if Ortega had finished uh, Volkanovski, he'd finished that that choke. And if you know Chan Sung Jung had run away and won that fight the line here would be <laughs> minus 500 ortega like way different yeah it's it's crazy like the the minuteness of this so essentially i'm with you i mean yair in my opinion is the better striker i think i think that's that's definitive in this matchup especially after watching that fight uh against max max holloway uh for yair uh, i guess for ortega too the way ortega struggled so much him i i think yair is the better striker i mean I, I just feel like it goes – I, I essentially have two different visions of this fight in my head. I mean, it's either just Yair just outworks him on the feet or take it. He's not that great at getting takedowns. I think his accuracy is like 24%. Like he struggles to get people to the ground. And Yair just outstrikes him. Like he just kind of styles on him across the five rounds, maybe even gets like a TKO or a finish uh, later on in the fight. Or – Yair is doing well in the in the exchanges, and then Brian Ortega is losing the fight until he isn't, and he snatches the neck because he can do it standing. He can do it, you know, from the ground. Like, he is a diverse, like, lethal offensive grappler, you know, got the got the BJJ black belt under, under the Gracie name. It, it's unbelievable what he does. I have to have a lot of action on the main event, and so I'm going with the latter. That Brian Ortega snatches the neck. I hit you up on Sunday. I was like, the sub line's plus 470 for a guy that... That line is not that anymore, by the way. It is not that anymore. I hate to be that guy. You know, like, I just had to take these lines early. I, I always do it. But, I mean, the Mike De La Torre fight, I know it got overturned after, after you know, uh, Brian Ortega got popped and everything. But, like, he would have four wins by submission in the UFC. That's half his UFC wins. Half of it, all his wins in his career would be by submission. He's obviously a skilled offensive grappler. Um, yeah, just, I'm just going to go with that. I think it's going to be fun to cheer for live. Uh, I got it at a great number. I tried to get you to hop on board. I know uh, you're, you're an Ortega hater. Um, but, yeah, I'm thinking he's going to get the neck at some point. Yeah, he's kind of got a long neck. He's got he's got a neck. I know he's never been he subbed. Has a chokeable neck. He's got a chokeable neck. If they get up in the clinch, if something happens, twenty five minutes to go with Brian Ortega. I mean, it almost happened to Volk. I, I think there. I don't think it's going to be like Vandera, where I just like have to sit there in misery. I think Ortega, an attempt will come at some point, and I like will at least be able to get out of my seat and be like, oh my god, oh it's about to happen. Um, so yeah, I went. With, I added some Brian Ortega money line. I went half a unit on submission at plus four seventy, and then I took some real small sprinkles on sub round two, sub round three, sub round four. Uh, oh, I love, I love the the spread of action, even if I won't follow you on any of them. Yeah, I mean, if it misses, let's let's say Yair just wins by decision, it's all it's all for naught. But uh, 
I want to go into that main event. However, I'm doing on the evening, like we can oh, still yeah. go big. Have we can box. still go big here. Yeah, you can still. I, I love it. I love that energy. Uh, so yeah, man. I th- I think it's a super close fight. I'm not going to be surprised if Yair outstrikes him like 190 to 130 and and just wins a decision. Uh, that would honestly be a fun fight to watch because I bet there'll be some crazy scrambles at some point in it. Uh, and that's really all I want this weekend. I just want it to be a sick card uh, and to have some fun. So differing sides of a very D- close fight. Differing sides. Uh, we will see. I, In my head, I th- probably think Brian Ortega is going to win, but I refuse. I'm, I Like I said, I'm manifesting the Yair Rodriguez win. Because the other end of it, too, and we don't need to spend time on this, but I will just note it. If Ortega wins, it really botches the whole featherweight division because then it's like, is it? Is it? Do you run a rematch? Does he, get like, rematch? Does he, get does he go fight back? Does yeah, like do, do they fight? If if Ortega wins, does that mean Volk moves up to lightweight? Something I really don't want to happen at this moment in time. Uh, so it's just way way better for me personally if Yair gets the job done, and so I am. I'm backing him with my money to put that energy into the world. You know, put that out into the ether. You you emit good energy, good vibes come back to you, and the best vibes when Brian Ortega friggin' loses, man. <laughs> wow. The hate really is real. <laughs> uh I'm busting out a T City bobblehead tomorrow on uh on the MMA hour. So I'm I'm trying to that's my voodoo doll I'm, for this week. My Yair Rodriguez, my anti Yair voodoo doll will be my Brian Ortega bobblehead. I mean, that's pretty good. Maybe I'll find something else to do. I I gotta up my my level because I I hear from our our good friend Ariel Helwani that uh, Action Bronson's a fan of yours. So I got uh, I gotta step my game. Up. I wish that's, I had some shoes to jump on here, but I'm just rocking some regular regular Nikes right now. I mean, that's uh, you know, but you're rocking a great shirt. No one can see it. Oh man, I wish champs, I would. I wish the people could see this. This is a '95 or two. This isn't even oh, last year. Oh, the throwback, the classic, yeah, the yeah. true championship. The Atlanta Braves. Shout out to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, you know, we're gaining on the Mets. A town, baby. There's your baseball talk for this uh, edition of No Bets Bard. Okay, let's keep <laughs> it rolling to the co-main event. Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. It is a women's flyweight bout. Michelle Waterson going up against Amanda Lemos. Lemos at minus 315. The Karate Hottie coming back at plus 260. Fight goes the distance, minus 200. Fight does not go, plus 150. Um, This is another one. This is my flyer. I took a little sprinkle on it. Michelle Waterson came out by decision at plus 700. 
Do I think Michelle Waterson is going to win? No, I, I probably don't. The more I researched it, uh, I really don't think I. I just she's probably I like this bet though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if she's going to win, I think it's going to be about a decision. You know, maybe she throws up a crazy submission and gets it. But like, it's women's MMA of a, of what I think is probably going to be a close fight. I mean, Michelle Waterson has all the experience in the world. She only loses to the top of her division. The biggest thing that makes me worry is the top of the division that she was losing to is in the straw weight. This is happening at flyweight. She used to be an atom weight going up against the Manolimos, who used to be a bantamweight, now down at flyweight. She has punching power. She has knockout capabilities. Uh, so that does worry me a little bit. But like I said, it's women's MMA. It's probably going to be a close fight. It's not like if Lemos doesn't get the finish, she usually isn't just like dominating pillar to post. Uh, and anything can happen. So uh, I thought it was worth a little sprinkle, very small sprinkle, uh, to get a little action on the Komen. I do like that bet um, at that price because I, I agree with your assessment there. I think if that's – if Waterson's going to win, she is not going to get a finish here. She, I mean, she's a solid grappler, but she's not going to – I think the size difference is going to be uh, pretty pretty substantial. And on paper, they don't look that, but I think there is – that one of them in cage will certainly uh, certainly appear a, a much – the much larger human being. I – have no action. I briefly considered an overbet, um, either over one and a half rounds or over two and a half uh, as a parlay piece, because I think the most likely outcome uh, is that this goes goes to the cards. Um, <clears throat> taking a lot from Lemosha's fight with Angela Hill, uh, Waterson, not the same fighter as Angela Hill, but could also employ a range kick heavy karate ish style, uh, make it a little harder to to do things and just sort of get outworked over time. But then, then I went the other way. Then I was like, I don't know what's, what's Lemos inside the distance because of that size advantage. And we haven't seen Waterson get, get uh, finished since Rose Nami Yunus in 2017, but I just don't feel good enough. And I don't, I'm, I'm vibe picking, I'm vibe picking and I don't have the vibes right now. If I, love I get that. the vibes, if you had sold me some strong vibes, then I would have been like, all right, let's go. But I, I just can't. Uh, so even though I really, really always want to have action on the main and co-main of, of fight cards, because if you're not, I mean, what what are we even doing here? This is Why even watch at that point? Why, why game? Because you enjoy fighting? No. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I enjoy not, betting. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoy making money or losing money while watching fighting. <laughs> but in this instance, because I don't have the vibes right now, if some vibes happen later, We'll we'll throw something down, but I, I got nothing here. Yeah, uh, that line was courtesy of Fandle when it first opened up. It it is gone. I'm I'm with you on the vibes, dude. I I'm talking it's, like I mean, point, it's still like plus five hundred or something, right? Yeah, now, I mean, it's, it's still going to be a big price. Okay, but she's plus a huge underdog. Is is a very that makes that's almost vibe worthy, you know? It's it's one of those ones that it's just like I just needed I just need something crazy to happen. I need I need like the first round to be going on, and it's like ah. She's hanging in there. Like, she's hanging tough. Like, give me something to cheer for. I mean, it doesn't have to be that crazy just because, like, I mean, Lemos beat Angela Hill, but I'm not entirely certain that she won that splitty. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, she this did. is a very, again, Angela Hill and uh, Michelle Waterson, not the same fighter, but I think Waterson can do a lot of things Hill did that, that gave Lemos trouble at points. Waterson makes a lot of noise, huh? I mean, she is not. Uh, that level of making a lot of noise, but maybe she'll have learned, you know? Maybe, maybe enough to sway the judges? 
that's important to make a lot of noise. That's what we've established here. Day one of, of No Bets Bard. Yell. Kia. It's important to Kia. Kellen Chikagan. Decisions. That's all she, she does, does is win them. All, and <laughs> Courtney Casey doesn't Kia, and all she does is lose splitties. That's all that's that actually happens. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> that's all a right. fact. Let's move down the main card. Next up, welterweight bout. Jing Liang Lee going up against Muslim Salikov. Salikov at minus 175. Lee at plus 150. Fight goes the distance, minus 130. Fight does not go at plus 100, even money. Um, so I actually think this is going to be kind of a crazy fight. Like, uh, Salikov, he's, he's got, like, such versatility on the feet. You know, the Kung Fu King, King of Kung Fu. Uh, going up against Lee, and, like, he's he's kind of got an iron chin. Like, he's never been knocked out in his whole career. Plus, he can throw bombs. Like, I, I feel like he'll he'll land at some point against Muslim Salikov. Uh, Salikov, he's getting older, 38. Lee, he's not the youngest guy, 34, but I think he might have the better cardio in this one. I think, I think it's going to be interesting, dude. I think it's going to be a close fight. I think it's going to be an exciting fight. I think it's going to be mostly standing. Uh, I don't think Salikov's going to depend on his wrestling that much. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a dog shot here on uh, Li Jingliang. I'm uh, plus 155. I, uh, you know, I, th- I think he can keep it close. Let's, let's throw the Hamzat out the window. Prior to that Hamzat fight, he was 8-2 and two in his last 10. He's got seven knockouts at the UFC level. Like, he's, he's no just walkover. And he's, he's beaten some good competition, too. Like, that Ponzinibbio knockout. If we get a good Li Jingli, we, we can, we can uh, cash a dog ticket on Saturday. I love anytime you're betting dogs. I love it because that's that's not where you live. So <laughs> that's you're going outside your comfort zone, and I'm a huge fan of it. I can't join you. Uh, I will not be opposing you. I, I I did consider it just because Salikov. I think what, what you were saying. I, I think his diversity on the feet. Um, I think he is just a, a lot better of striker. Stuff. He's he's not more active, but he. Uh, I think he he's going to be the one landing the cleaner shots. Both can grapple a touch. Um, I do think it's fairly even, but I mostly just think Salikov is going to win this fight. But his age concerns me. Um, I mean, it was 38, 37 maybe. Uh, hold on, let me look that up as I... Yeah, he's 38. Um, just turned 38, actually. Oh, good. Um, and I, Happy I birthday, Muslim Salikov. Um, yeah, happy birthday. Should we sing it? No, I, I don't know if they do that in Dagestan. Um I feel that feels way too happy for Dagestan, uh, as as far as I know. True, but yeah, um, I, I just don't love betting on a thirty eight year old dude against a guy who's well you know, not, to not young, but Li uh, Jiangling is is a good fighter, um, and he is more active on the feet, uh, and there's just too many unknowns. I'm taking a pass on it, but I don't, you know, dog or pass here feels like it's the right play, right? And so if you're trying to get action down, I can support you. That's actually the exact map of how this happened. It's, uh, in my opinion, it's a dogger pass fight, and uh, I'm not going to pass because I'm going to be there. And this is a main card can't, fight. Can't pass on the main card. Got to get him down. So I'm rocking with my guy Lee in this one as a dog. Hopefully, he can get it done for me. Should be a fun fight, though. I think it, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting one. Let's keep it rolling on the main card. Next up, featherweight bout. We got Matt Schnell going up against Suma Darji. Sumadarji coming in at minus 260. Schnell coming back at plus 220. Over, under, set at 2.5. Under, minus 130. Over 2.5 at even money right now. Uh, I do not have a side in this one. 
Uh, I am being a, a wise gambler, and I'm taking the under in a flyweight fight. Uh, I usually try and stay away from that, but Matt Schnell, I mean, he can get wild in these boxing exchanges. He has a susceptible chin. He's been knocked out a few times in the UFC now. I mean, I, his chin seems like it's shot. Uh, Sumadarji, he can crack. 13 of his 16 wins are by KO. And then on the flip side of that, Schnell, he's slick on the ground. Four of his last seven wins are by submission. Sumadarji, all four losses are by submission. Option one, Sumadarji catches him at some point over the three rounds, knocks him clean out. Option two, Schnell locks something up probably in round one. I mean, he is he comes out aggressively in these fights, uh, and I think I think we can cash the under two and a half. I took it at minus one twenty five. Uh, should be a fun fight while it lasts, though. You've sold me. I uh, wow. I didn't have any action, but I love unders. Life's too short. There's just so much more now. fun to cheer for. Yeah, you you. Uh, I do think this is going to be a high pace, high octane fight, um, and you probably are getting a little bit better of a price on the under just just by virtue of them being flyweights, as opposed to looking at how they compete, how, how things have gone, and if. If you're telling me I get to bet on Matt Schnell to get knocked out, he's been doing that a lot lately. He has been excellent at getting knocked out. And so let's <laughs> let's see if he does it one more time. I'm, and at this price, minus 125 is still what it looks like right now. I'll take that, and I'll be okay with it. Yeah, and if you don't want to get knocked out, Matt, lock up a choke. I mean... I mean that that'll also work for us, but I, I do think the more much more likely outcome here is is a Schnell gets KO'd than uh than he taps Sumadoji. No doubt, no doubt. I, I just I like that Schnell's seemingly most common path to victory is Sumadarji's only way he's ever lost, and then vice versa. It feels like Schnell's most likely chance of of losing is getting knocked out, and. That seems to be what Sumadarji does best, uh, you know, at flyweight. He he tends to to end people's night pretty What's quickly. The fight doesn't go the distance. Prop. Let's take a look at that. See if that number like is minus one fifty, minus one fifty five. Yeah, I'll just take the under at that price. I mean, maybe I shouldn't, but yeah. I Who did do some. Minute finish. I did do some research, and I want to say that uh, none of their finishes, when they either do get finished or finish somebody, happen in round three. Uh, okay. Which made me feel better I about it. I bet the under on Kennedy, and it hit. So I'm I'm riding under two and a halfs right now. Just going to keep that train rolling, baby. I know. I don't know why it feels so much better. Like, you have 12 and a half minutes to get the finish, but it's like having that extra two and a half, just knowing, like, all oh, it just does, don't make the because, distance, feels so much better. Because it, it just burns your soul up if the finish comes. If if you get a Yaya Rodriguez last second KO, it's just it just eats you in, up inside. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people had the uh, under four and a half in uh, Yuri Glover. I mean, that was that's a that's painful. Hey, we might get we might get a chance again. They might be running that one back, baby. Yes, yes. Hopefully, they do do that. So, all right, now we're both riding the under two and a half on a flyweight fight. That's plus EV in my book. Yeah, we're making making smart decisions right now. Always bet the unders on flyweights. That's. On flyweights, both 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 gingers, women's or men's flyweights, always just be betting unders. That's how it goes. Yeah, especially yeah, especially women's flyweight. Women's straw weight is where the unders really tend to hit. Okay, let's keep it moving. On the main card, next up, featherweight bout. Shane Burgos going up against 
Charles Air Jordan, Burgos coming in at minus 170, Jordan buying back at plus 145, fight goes the distance minus 150, fight does not go at plus 110. Um, wow, this fight is going to be sick. I like, I know we always talk about fights being sick. Arguably the best fight on the card, including the main event, like the I, most fun fight on the card. I think without a doubt, like after like researching it more, watching a bunch of tape on it, uh, Burgos, number two, Jordan, number five in uh, strikes landed per minute in featherweight history. Um, so that's that's a good point to start. I mean, just like two guys that put on the pressure, they also, go hard. Also, you know who else is a featherweight? They're behind Max Holloway, who, so it, it's not the yeah, top four, because right. Max Holloway is a Martian. He doesn't count towards any of these sort of things. Yes. So, yeah. Um, no, actually, you know what? You know who's number one strikes hunt per minute featherweight? Who? Billy Q. Billy Quarantillo is at number one. He's at like 8.07. That, I'm stunned by that. Yeah. I mean, I uh, guess his, his fights have not uh, not gone the longest, which helps dramatically for uh strikes per minute thing. But yes, that's a fact. Stu- I would have assumed Max runaway leader. I mean, Max is a uh, runaway leader in like every strikes landed oh, ever yeah. by, category, by if you're talking now. totals. Uh, yeah, going to be tough to break those. Um, I feel like a lot of people are going to be on Charles Jordan here. Uh, I feel like he's kind of a fan favorite. Like he's exciting. Like he like the. Well, I can't remember what fight it was where you telling me Shane Burgos isn't exciting. No, no, no. Shane Burgos incredibly exciting, <laughs> but it feels like it feels like people love Charles Jordan. Like. Uh, like I feel like he just brings the heat. And like I just feel like a lot of people are going to be on Charles Jordan. Uh, which is what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to be on Charles Jordan. I'm actually, I've actually talked myself into liking Shane Burgos like a, a decent amount. I haven't played him yet because it seems like people are continuing to play Charles Jordan and that Shane number is coming down, which actually makes me like it uh, even more. Well, I love to hear that because I'm, I'm on Shane Burgos. I, uh, I, my only concern is just, is the youth, Jordan. Uh, uh, Burgos is pretty much a cooked fighter at this point. Like he is, he is what he is. He's not going to develop too much more. Jordan still young enough. We could see some some uh, steps up in his development. Maybe add some new wrinkles. Uh, has some new stuff. But this fight is going to be awesome. But I, I think I think Burgos just just does more than Jordan. He is when you talk about the strikes per minute. Burgos is. Uh, let me pull it up right now. Burgos lands at two and a half ish, uh, over two more strikes per minute than Jordan does. And when you're talking about a fight like this, unless either one of them makes a big statement with, you know, a big knockdown or something like that, it's this is just going to be who outworks the other. And we have seen, I mean, Jordan got outworked by Julian Arosa not that long ago. Like it's, it, yes. it is a thing that can happen to him. Yes. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't happen all that often because that dude, that dude comes for heat. But Burgos is a more proven commodity in my mind. Uh, I know what I'm going to get. It's got a a substantial reach advantage, which I also love Six in, and a a, half. in a fight like this. He's taller um, too. Yeah, he's a little bit bigger. Um, I, I I just I really like. I don't think Jordan's going to be able to like mix it up with with anything too different. These these are going to be two dudes chucking mitts, and I think. Straight up, Burgos is going to slightly outpoint him uh, and take over on the card. So uh, I am on Burgos. I've got him at minus 170. Don't hate your idea of waiting, but 
I, I just have no idea where the public's going to go on this. So I just took it at minus 170. Yeah, I'm seeing a couple uh, minus 165s out there. I will jump on it. But yeah, dude, I mean, the height, the reach. I, I've seen a couple people that are backing Jordan uh, talking about the wrestling. I mean, he, I just don't think that's – I don't know if that's because he got a guillotine last time out, but, like, he has never landed a takedown in uh, UFC history. And more, he's, more importantly, uh, Jim Burgos is pretty damn good at stopping takedowns. Pretty damn good? Let's try the best I mean, takedown stati- defense. Statistically, he's excellent. but Statistically, he's the best in featherweight history, 91.4%. Yeah. Like, it's, he, it's unbelievable. He is it's, excellent. He's, I just don't see a world where he gets him down unless he's made a huge step where he starts shooting takedowns and he can get a guy – like even, Shane Burgos down. Even then, that seems really difficult. Like, Makwan Amirkani, who's a pretty decent wrestler, he got some takedowns on, on Burgos, but uh, he shot like 400 times or some some astronomically yeah. high high number there. So, I, And I just, I just don't, don't see Jordan that. doing that yet. I just, yeah. uh, like, so I think it's just going to stay fif- standing for 15 minutes. Hands, chuck him. I think he's gonna use. I think he's gonna use the volume more. And going back and watching the tape, like Burgos works the body well, dude. And Love the body work. Like he works it well, and I, I think sometimes Jordan can can be susceptible to that. And I, I think he's gonna capitalize off that. Um, plus, well, firstly, the experience level as well. Like I just think Burgos has just fought so like the, the talent differential in opponents. I think Burgos is is much higher, uh, which I think benefits him there as well. And then a quick statistic. Shout out to Prodigy MMA on Twitter. Give, give him a follow. Great gambler. Never met him. Shane Burgos, UFC record. In New York City, 6-0. Outside New York, 1-3. Oh, wow. now, now that, that's the kind of statistic I want to bet. I mean, look. Big well, Apple Burgos, I'm saying it now. Big well, Apple Burgos is a mythical creature. I mean, I love this. I, I, will, I will throw a question. Just, just a little baby question. How I'm here to this, this is this is on Long Island. It's that's I'm not a New York guy. That's not NYC, is it? It is isn't NYC. I misspoke. That's on me. Just New York in general. Six oh, okay. Oh, because he has the the uh, Buffalo card or whatever, right? Um, Something like that from from two ten or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and I just pulled up his. Also, this man uh, just in the Northeast is just doing great because um, all of his all the CFFC stuff. Uh, obviously, that's in New Jersey, fought uh, in Pennsylvania, Albany, New York. Yeah, so his losses were in Boston, Vegas, and Houston. Just yeah, this man just can't fight out of New York. He's not comfortable there, dude. He's from the Bronx. He wants to be close to home. Have mama's cooking. Get the coffees in the morning. The bagels, the bacon, egg, and cheese. Have that yeah. right there. That's how he get starts the bagel his fight. From there. New York, a Houston bagel? You expect what? this man to have a Houston bagel and then go fist fight? Come on, come on, dude. He, Big Apple Burgos, Bronx Burgos. I'm with him. I'm going to play him. I love this stat so much. I, I love am, it. I saw I it. Shout feel out. so much better about, about my bet right now. I was on the fence about Burgos, and then I saw that, and I'm thinking of just unloading the clip yeah, on him. This is vibes all day right now. Uh, this is the yeah. best bet on the card. Yeah, shout out to, again, Prodigy MMA. That's who I saw the the, the, the tweet from. Though I think I did see uh, Burgos on Instagram, uh, Hurricane Shane. I, I think he did, did say something like, time to go to 7-0 in New York, and I like— just like I like didn't really register it. Like I was just like, oh, whatever, dude. Sure. Like I didn't realize it was like in the UFC. He is constantly fighting in New York, and he is constantly winning. I, I like I'm, so I'm gonna much. have goosebumps when he's coming out. 
I mean, that place is, is going to be electric. Yes. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on to the last fight on the main card. It is a women's flyweight bout. Lauren Murphy going up against Misha Tate. Misha Tate right now sitting at minus 205. Lauren Murphy at plus 175. Uh, yeah, I took Misha Tate at minus 164. Fight really does not do that much for me. Um, I just think she's more experienced. She's the younger fighter here. Uh, she's got the better ground game. She might even have the better striking game. If the weight cut goes well for her, uh, you know, she's moving down from Bantam weight. If the weight cut goes well, I, I really think, you know, she's probably the stronger fighter too. She's coming off a super competitive fight with Ketlin Vieira. You know, she lost, but I thought she looked, she made a decent account of herself. I think she's got it covered. I think she gets it done. I'm with you. Before I get into that, let me add one yes, final please. thing uh, to our previous conversation. Oh, well, I'm, I just sorry. Look, I'm I just sorry. looked at No, I just looked this up. I, I didn't realize it until just this moment. Uh, Charles Jourdain has fought in New York before. Don't Lost to Desmond this. Green. Shut up. 0-1? Oh, 0-1 in New York, baby. So all of the numbers are riding with our boy Shane Burgos. Uh, back to the topic at hand, though. Misha Tate. I, 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 lo- I mean, I'm fight. sorry, but yeah, I love this Burgos bet. I can't get over it's it. It's great. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm probably going to put more on it just because because this is this is this is how you bet in my book. Just nothing but smart <laughs> choices being made. As for the final fight on the main card, or the first fight on the main card, I suppose, uh, Misha Tate's going to win this. I've been saying this for months. This is uh, she's going to win this fight. She's going to go and fight Valentina Shevchenko. She's going to get absolutely murdered by Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, and Shevchenko will have beaten all of the humans that there are possibly to beat uh, in and around her. God, um, Misha Tate, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, it's fight. We're Can we just get. make that an Apex fight night? I mean, it's going to be the co-main event to a pay-per-view, and that's okay. <laughs> oh for sure, no doubt, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. that's just where we live, and that's all right. Because uh, that'll be a big. I mean, Misha Tate, theoretically a big star, could theoretically make that a main a main event. But... Shout out to Big Brother. Shout shout out to uh, and one championship, you know, VP of one championship. Way to go! Let's go. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I feel disrespectful to Lauren Murphy, and it's not in the way I'm disrespectful to Brian Ortega because I don't care because I don't like Brian Ortega, so I'm happy to disrespect him. Uh, Lauren Murphy, God knows she tries. She is a trier. Uh, she absolutely deserved to fight for the title at the time she did, despite me knowing with every fiber of my being that there was, she had the least possible chance of any human being alive to beat Valentina no Shevchenko. Um, I was on that Brian Ortega, uh, Volkanovsky card. Yeah. And it was just, she, she is a, a tremendous overachiever because she is wildly unathletic. And that is a huge hamstring in any, any athletic endeavor, frankly, but certainly in fighting at the top levels, uh, you rarely see, elite fighters who aren't at least solid athletes. Um, and Misha Tate is a much better athlete. I think she's obviously a better grappler. Uh, she should be bigger, should be stronger. Theoretically, uh, is, at, is at least an even striker, but it's not like Lauren Murphy as a striker is something to be afraid of or whatever. My big questions are just how Misha's going to look. It's her first time making the 125, I think. I think it'll be fine. Feels like she should be able to make it without too big issue, but that is always a question mark. But mostly, I think she's going to be able to tackle uh, Lauren Murphy, take her down, be competitive on the feet, and just sort of grind out a win. Uh, I don't hate a Tate straight bet uh, or using that as a parlay piece, but I just decided to go Tate by decision because I 
think Lauren Murphy is uh, Lauren Murphy is proven to be very durable. Valentina Shevchenko is obviously Valentina Shevchenko, but she didn't get her out of there until the fourth round. I was going to say, um, if she can make it three rounds with, with Valentina, I think she can yeah, make it through it. The, the other, uh, that that's literally the only stoppage she has in her career, is the fourth round against Valentina Shevchenko. Wow. What's the line um, on, on decision? Uh, I got it at plus 110. Wow. So it's, not, I, it's not like great, but it is plus money. And that's, I, mean, uh, yeah. I know, regret not doing that. It wouldn't stun me if Tate managed to find her way to the back and choke her out. She's done it to better fighters. Sure. But, um, you know, at that price, and I think it's by yeah, far Tate's most likely way to win is, oh, is just sure. grinding out a decision. So that's yeah, my bet, plus yeah. 110. Feel a little guilty for uh, just taking the straight bet. I wish I had the decision uh, as well, but I will not be putting any more money on uh, Misha Tate, Lauren Murphy. That's fight. fair. So you know what? Uh, that's a reasonable choice. I think that is the first one we've made all. Uh, I, don't, all I show. don't think I like that. I think that's against what we're trying to do this afternoon. But you know, <laughs> you got to make the bets that are going to make you you feel comfortable going it going at Long Island. Exactly. So yeah, we are going to Long Island. Uh, we'll be in old LI. Uh, on Saturday. It's going to be a great time. So that is the main card. That is all the fights on the main card. Uh, just a quick programming break here. Uh, you meant to mention something about one championship uh, and one championship. Uh, Misha Tate, former VP of one championship. Yes. Uh, when is one championship going to grow up and start giving us some lines? Oh, who who can possibly say? Like Rainer De Ritter fights next week, the Dutch Knight, and I want to bet on him. You oh oh man, I'm so glad to hear you say that because let me tell you, as the chief Hinnie De Hitter fan in the world, I know that that's not how you pronounce his name, <laughs> but I say it every single time because it infuriates AK Lee to no end. As the biggest Hinnie De Hitter fan alive, I love him. I want to bet on him too. Uh, the man is absolutely going to put in that work. Uh, next week against, against uh, Vitaly Big Dash uh, and in a fight that's honestly pretty damn good, especially as far as one goes. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, I just I feel like a, a more special connection when I win money on a fighter. Like, it just feels, you oh, know, yeah. it feels like a They're bond's been created. Now. And that's what I want to do with, with the Ritter. And, like, Demetrius Johnson fights next month. Like, Shatri, I know you're listening right now. You're definitely listening. Let's get some lines up, man. For, for sure. Shatri, you owe me because let's be extremely clear. MMAfighting.com, greatest website in the whole damn world. Isn't debatable either. No debate. Uh, Henio de Hitter is ranked in our middleweight rankings, and that is almost exclusively because I came, I put him there, and then I started campaigning, and then everybody else. Because, you know, I know a billion people watch it. But all those billion people mostly don't uh, exist on this side of the globe. Not a ton of people are watching it. And I was like, you guys got to go watch this dude, the Dutch Knight. He's the man. He just tackles, grapples people uh, all over the place. Can't stop it. Won't stop it. And everybody came around. And now he is ranked. So, Chatri, you owe me because I got your boy on, on, on the cards. I got him. I'm boosting that profile. So give us some lines, baby. Come on, Chatri. Just uh, just. You don't even have to do the whole card. Give us the main card. Just give us the 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 championship. Oh fights. yeah, I don't care about the undercard if we're being honest. No, no, no. Give, this give this the, is why these the are great. Fights. The the uh, the Friday morning. You know, I think the whole card starts at like six. By the time we get get to the Ritter, it's like you know ten o'clock our time. It's a great way to start your Friday morning. 
Sure. I mean, it, it's not a bad way, certainly. Uh, all right. Let's dive back into it. The uh, the actual big a show quick here. Segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to one championship. Uh, I think it's one championship one fifty nine. Uh, yes. And Randy DeRitter, he fights next week to move to sixteen and zero. The Dutch night. UFC one day maybe. I mean, I hope so, dude. Dude's competing in two different weight classes, looking nigh untouchable, and I, you know. Look, I mean, we see Andre Muniz in the UFC and what he's doing. Hitting at a hitter is, is I mean, that that kind, maybe not a, a different style of grappling, but that kind of a guy who who can really be a problem. Plus, you know, he's Dutch. Dutch people can kickbox. That's that's just what they do. That's he's what they fine. do. I, I I have a dream now of us, you know, UFC Amsterdam, no bets barred, live on the Riverwalk, drinking some Heinekens, oh. placing a bet on the Ritter. To, to be to become the middleweight champion of the world. Yeah. That wow. is, if that happens, I retire the next day because I will have peaked. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm looking forward to it. All right, let's actually get back to the matter at hand here with with UFC Long Island. On to the prelims. Uh, Actually disgusting. It it actually disgusted me to my core uh, that this is on the prelims. Uh, it is a bantamweight bout. It is Ricky Simone going up against Jack Shore. Jack Shore right now sitting at minus 165. Ricky Simone coming back at plus 140. Fight goes the distance, minus 215. Fight does not go, plus 175. I am unbelievably hyped for this fight. Uh, the matchmakers did a fantastic job. I think this is a very big test for Jack Shore, 16-0, 11-0 as an amateur. Dude's been fighting for a decade, has not lost, has not faced... A loss yet uh, going up against Ricky Simone is obviously incredibly tough competition. And instead of putting Jack Shore, you know, maybe on the main card of of London, here he is sitting on the prelims for uh, prelim main event, baby for Long Island. Prelim main event. Who needs him to be on ABC when you've got a prospect like this? Just put him on ESPN Plus, hide him. It's fine. Who needs to see Jack Shore when you've got Misha Tate, Lauren Murphy? Uh, I mean, coming that, up right after. Misha Tate is going to fight for a title, so I understand that one. But like, Machinel Sumaderji. I was about to say that's the fight that, that I was. That looking fight at. is the fight that goes away. I think pretty obviously to me. I'm more. I'm looking forward to this more than the Li Jingliang Muslim Salikov fight. Like, yeah, but I, I understand why that fight would be a main card fight. Yeah, like it's. I. But I mean, I think I think the UFC still has Li Jingliang ranked. Yeah, um, they do. Fourteenth. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's fair. And Muslim Salikov, if he goes in there and wins this fight, he he starts 
he starts getting a baby push, you know, just a little bit of one because he'll, he'll be in the rankings. Yeah. He's a little older, so they're not going to yeah. rocket him to the moon because they've got Rock, uh, Rachmanov, Shafkat Rachmanov and uh, Hamzat. Shemayev. I know, I was going to say, he's going to turn the, 40 by the time he fights again. Yeah, they've got those guys. they got Sean Brady, but I, you give him just, uh, you let him climb and see how far he can go because he probably doesn't ever get to a title fight, but yeah. he can move into, he could with the right matchups, especially at welterweight. Move that would be top crazy. 10. That'd be crazy to see Muslim Salakov. I mean, at, at his age. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, this is my first of two strictly emotional bets on the card. Uh, oh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I am a Jack Shore fan. I support Jack Shore. Pretty much parlayed him up uh, on any time I got the opportunity on his uh, you know ascension through the UFC to this point. Uh, absolutely was just in love. The Team Merville fight had him as a dog there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it happened live on the MMA or when the odds dropped. I said, as soon as the odds drop, I don't care what it is. I'm taking Jack Short, whatever. I took him at minus 110. I thought that's where this fight should be priced. I really do think it's just a coin flip. Um, and I guess I can say this now because uh, the show will come out after the MMA. I got a one-of-one one T-shirt. I, I made a design for Jack Shore and got a custom T-shirt made. He's This is my guy for this card. Uh, so I will have a custom T-shirt. For old Jay Shore, um, I think it's going to be an unbelievable fight between two great prospects, super high level. Um, and I will just say, I, I'm not going to be shocked if I have the dude gets his hand raised. Like, if you tell me right now, you're like, Ricky Simone, plus 140, think it's great value, that's what I'm going with, I would be like, I think that's a good bet. Well, that's convenient because that's exactly what I'm about to tell <laughs> I mean, you. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all, dude. This this was an emotional bet. I knew I was yeah. going to do it. I can't wait that's to get to I the said second I was one. Glad to hear it because when you said it was emotional, I was like, "Cool, there's not something in the tape." Because I did not watch tape on this one. This is I didn't watch strictly, one second. This is strictly I've seen both of these dudes in all their fights. Um, this was strictly looking at it and going, "Yeah, that's a fifty-fifty fight." I don't really know why Ricky Simone's plus one forty. Fifty-fifty um, is hell, bro. They hit it with plus one ten. Why didn't it just stay there? Yeah, I guess undefeated. He's, the, he's getting the money action on him. came on Jack Shore because he's undefeated. But that was why I was like, I mean. Ricky Simone, a lot of value there. This is a dude who uh, had some setbacks, but I think he's putting it all together. Um, he looked unbelievable against Rafael Sunsau in his last fight. Uh, yeah. Put the wood to Brian Kelleher before that. Yeah. Um, this is, I, I think he's, think if the Uriah Faber thing doesn't happen, I think we look at Ricky Simone a lot different. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just saw him at plus 140 and was like, that number seems wrong. I'm going to take it. So yeah, I, I won't at all be shocked if Jack Shore wins because undefeated dude doesn't know how to lose yet. Never right. done it. <laughs> right. It is it is an alien thought to him to not win a fist fight. But, uh, you know. Like, that's so crazy. Like, he is 27 years old and he has been fighting since he was 17. Like, pretty often, too. Like, he is fighting. Like, in 2015, he fought, like, six times. I mean, that's that is... Um, Seven times he was just walking I'm out looking there just for, and that word is a lot. That man has fought a lot, but like, yeah, because dude, that's that's the thing. He has been fighting since 2012 as yeah. an amateur, undefeated as an amateur. This dude, he does not understand losses, <laughs> and sometimes that's all it takes. Like sometimes you have that level of confidence that, and that just carries you through. And I wanted all to be shocked, but I took the value bet on Simone. I, I don't blame you one bit. Who, whoever you end up on on this side of this, I will not blame you. I think it's going to be a great fight. I think we're all going to enjoy it. Uh, and yeah, 
let's ha- let's have some fun. Uh, should be a fantastic fight. I'm very much looking forward to it. I hope it goes through the decision. I hope it's a close decision. Uh, and I just, yeah. I sort of think it will. I mean, I think either I, way this goes, this is going to be a really tight fight. Oh, I think so, too. I think I think we could see some pretty crazy grappling exchanges I think there as could well. be some sick scrambles. At least that's what yeah. I'm hoping for. Yeah, listen to us. This is Deep Level. Six scrambles. I'm down for it. Love six scrambles. Uh, all right, so we are on opposite sides. Uh, he's playing value. I'm playing with my emotions. We'll see which works out uh, for the better. Let's keep it rolling. Next up, it is a featherweight bout. Bill Algio going up against Herbert Burns. Uh, Bill Algio right now minus 180. Herbert Burns plus 155. Uh other than Herbert Burns getting a first round submission, um, I just I just don't see a lot of avenues for him getting a victory in this fight. Okay, um, my I'm going to go ahead and say that I have action here, and my action is on Herbert Burns as the underdog. Um, How's he get it done? Uh, he tackles Bill Algio a bunch. Uh, <laughs> is it maybe he can get the submission because? does have a number of them on his record obviously oh, oh god yeah you you know the man's name um i don't know if you know this gilbert burns his his brother is uh, the other bert i love the parents you got to end it with yeah, bert a- absolutely phenomenal grappler and herbert burns you know a uh, decorated grappler uh maybe not as good as his brother but still dude dude can grapple dude has proven to be a pretty effective takedown artist i mean his uh his takedown accuracy is eighty three percent inside the UFC. Big this number, is crazy. Big number. Bill Algio, I know, uh, I think was wrestled in high school, but he has not been the best defensive wrestler uh, in his MMA career. And I think on the feet, Herbert Burns can can throw with power, but he is dude's not a striker. I mean, the Nate yeah, Landro KO is uh, yeah. an anomaly. I was actually there for that. That event was in Raleigh, and I was covering it. Oh wow. Uh, it was super weird because I was like, you know, your brother's never knocked anyone out, and you just you just did it in your UFC debut, and his brother was right behind him. He was like, wow. I know that's kind of BS. I, was like, <laughs> I mean, performance of the night, buddy. Uh, but that's not his thing. He is going to tackle and grapple, and no I, I think he's got I, – I don't know if he's got a good shot, but at plus 170, uh, given Algio's issues with takedowns, I'm I'm gonna take the the play on it. There's again, none of my bets are taped. None of my bets. These are all just that feels like there's some value there. I'm gonna shoot from the hip and see what happens. And this is also my last bet on the card. So anything else from here, it, you have to talk me into because that's where I'm at. Uh, I actually have one more bet on the card. Um, it is it is. Uh, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, I actually I can't decide on this fight. Um, like I feel like B- Bill Algio is a, a black belt. Like he hasn't been finished in eight years. Herbert Byrne hasn't won by decision in eight years. Like I feel like he avoids the submissions and like starts to dominate. But it's also like I don't know if I want to bet on Bill Algio. To be fair, Bill Algio hasn't lost to a guy not named Ricardo uh, since 2019 when he lost to Brendan Lennon. <laughs> Because his other losses were Ricardo Ramos and Ricardo Lamas. So Herbert Burns, to my knowledge, is not named Herbert Ricardo Burns, but I guess I can look that up for you. No, no Ricardo in the name. So might be okay. Yeah, I I, I just like, I think I might be kind of scared of Herbert Burns. 
Plus, I think the number's dropping. I think I saw Bill Algio at minus 160, and, like, you know, he's 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 far down. Um, yeah. Might, that might just be a pass fight for me. I mean, it's not a main card fight, so you don't have to feel compelled. He yeah, well, I wanted 200 to— on DraftKings right now. So I was about to say I wanted to discuss it with you. Certainly do not play that you. number. Yeah, I can't play. No, I'm not playing Bill Algeo at minus 200. I, I'm not even really sure why he's he's getting steamed that way. Um, That's the thing. I don't understand. Like, I just, I, when I looked, I was like, I have no idea why Bill Algeo is a minus 200 favorite. That seems very wrong. I know. Wasn't wasn't Bill Algeo just like a plus 250 against Billy Q? Like, I mean, I know it's Billy Q and, and Herbert Burns, the difference People there. People love but Billy like, Q, you know? Like, man, that's a... That's a big swing. I think I'm just going to stay away from this one. I was kind of hoping you'd be like, yeah, Bill Elgio is going to kick his ass. And I'd be like, yeah, he is. And I could just hop on board with you. Uh, but the fact that you're playing Herbert Burns, uh, I'm going to just stay away from this one then. Oh, well, I really hope Herbert does it. So I effectively scared you off a bad bet because Bill Elgio just stuffs takedowns and tunes up <sighs> Herbert Burns on the feet. I'm going to feel like a bad person. I think on the feet, he's going to tee him up. Oh, it's, I think so, for sure. But... Like I think there's a, a pretty big discrepancy on the feet. But, like you said, 83% takedown accuracy. It's a lot. Bill Algeo got, like, chain wrestled by, by Ricardo Hamos. So, here, let me, let, me, let me tell you a little story that I learned from the Wikipedia. And because I'll t- I learned a thing from reading the Wikipedia. And I, I interpreted it in this way. And it is Bill Algeo uh, started wrestling in high school. He started his wrestling career 0 and 14. Are you then serious? He, he then that's in high school. And then four that was freshman year of high school. Four years later, he became all state wrestler and captain of the wrestling team. That is from Wikipedia. I have no idea how accurate or whatever. This that is a is. Michael Jordan esque story here. My point being, if you start 0 and 14, you probably aren't naturally that good at it. That just means you worked really hard and got better. Uh so I'm just gonna go ahead and say that even if he got better, he's not very good at it naturally, and Herbert Burns is going to be able to secure those takedowns, work that ground game. I do think I mean, Bill Aljo is a black belt. I think that dude is very competent on the floor, but I am i don't know if it's going out on a huge limb to say that Herbert Burns is a better grappler. So I'm back in that and the plus money, and that's why I feel the way I Man, feel. Man, actually, I'm completely off of it now. I'm actually, I yes. feel better about this. Uh, five fights... Uh, Bill Algeo has been taken down 22 times. Yeah, his takedown defense is, like I, like I said, it's not very it's 55%, <laughs> but, like, that means they've – that's, like, 22 of 45 he's been taken down of. Yeah, now he, he has been pretty good at getting up, um, for being honest. He is but, good at getting up. I did see that in, in but the my But my sort of read here is just that uh, – Herbert Burns, if he gets the takedowns, is going to be a little bit more effective at using those as offensive weapons as opposed to holding to a position to then try and... Because, you know, Ricardo Lamas, dude can submit people, but he's trying to take you down to then establish position and hit you, whereas Herbert Burns is going to take you down and look to create a scramble, find a way to an attacking position there. Plus, if like... If I'm there and I laid heavy chalk on Bill Algio and it's the first round and I can just see it on the Jumbotron that Herbert Burns has something locked in, I will feel just like tough. squeamish. It'll be tough to watch. I, look, I'm passing. I love I'm it. Passing. Good smart bet. I'm passing. You know what I'm not passing on? This next fight, the last fight that we're going to get into. It I love is it. 
a light heavyweight bout. It is Dustin Jacoby against Da Eun Jung. Right now, Dustin Jacoby sitting at minus 130, Da Eun Jung at plus 110. Da Eun Jung seems to be the uh, darling dog uh, of the week for everyone. Um, you know, great betters, they, they don't have biases. They, you know, they aren't guided by their emotions. Um, you know, they use math, they use reason, they use logic when they make their bets. Uh, and that's how they're profitable. The good news is I am not a great better. And so what I am going to do is ride with my boy. Friends don't let friends not bet on their friends. New York Rick, huge Dustin Jacoby fan, uh, has met him, personal relationship with him, loves the guy. Can't speak highly of him enough. Uh, when the lines came out, I looked at Rick. I was like, don't you love Justin Deco- Dustin Jacoby? And he was just like, love him. Great guy. I was like, betting on him. That's all I needed to hear. I'm betting on Dustin Jacoby. I actually have not placed a bet yet because of Don Jung being the the darling dog. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the Burgos-esque thing here, hoping I can get a better line. We'll see if it plays out for me. But uh, I'm riding with New York Rick's guy, who is now my guy, Dustin Jacoby. I love the support. I cannot follow you. Uh, I'll wow, be no love for New York Rick. I lo- no, the reason I can't follow you is because oh, I, I think Don Jung is going to win. And uh, the reason I'm not betting Don Jung is because of the love for, for Ricky. Love Ricky. Love all right. Ricky uh, okay. Death. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give and you so that. I, You're I'm staying away the out of your bet. love. Yeah. Not taking the underdog bet because I don't want to cash on his sadness. You know, that's, How could you? How could that's you? Not, nobody wants to profit off your own friend's sadness. Unless it's like a, a personal bet on the golf course, I will absolutely profit off my friend's sadness if I take their money, but not by watching a, a third party do something. Then that, that just isn't no. right. So no, I'd want to do it myself. Yeah, I got it. if if it was me. If I was fighting Dustin Jacoby, one I I would not win. But if I was fighting, oh god, no. uh, then I would want, want you know to bet on myself in that. But that's not what's going to happen here. So I do think Don Jones is going to win. I understand why he's a darling dog. I would have liked the price a little bit better, but I know it actually turned out it didn't matter because I'm not betting this one at all out of my love for Ricky. I love that. I love that you're staying away from a plus money. Some people have called it a lock. Uh, we're hearing lock people, for Don John. Lock is crazy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I made that up. Yeah. I'm trying to reverse no, no. jinx Some myself pe- here. People are saying. People, people are, are saying that Don Jung is a lock. Uh, not only am I going to be in Long Island on, on Saturday, I'm also going to be on... Jacoby Island, I will be supporting Dustin Jacoby in this fight. Emotional bet, you don't have to tell me. If you do tell me, tell me with the utmost caution, uh, and we can all blame it on New York Rick. Uh, Jacob- if, if Jacoby, Jacoby is one and zero in New York, um, if we're not I talking, mean. if we're not talking about his kickboxing, then he's two and one. Ooh. You know, but one and zero in New York. Um, I'm I'm going to spend the rest of my week looking for new york bets now <laughs> who, i mean who i don't know if, in new york? i don't know if you're gonna find one that tops that shane burgers one that There's is no such chance a beautiful you find stat. that one but such some of these stat. other ones uh don jung never fought in new york before i don't know but maybe the big city's too much for him you know long island's gonna be a little too much pressure for our guy don it could could be who who can say we're gonna find out uh on top of all everything that we've just talked about i uh I did a little nasty prop parlay. I took uh, Shore Simone 
over one and a half. Tate Murphy over one and a half. Ortega Rodriguez over one and a half. Those three parlayed up minus one eleven. Hey, solid. I uh, I briefly considered a parlay of some really dumb things, and I was just like, nope. I I have enough action down, especially given I'm shooting from the hip. I'm just gonna run it. Yeah, this is one of the first weeks in a maybe since I started giving out picks uh, between the MMR and this that uh, I just like didn't really love a parlay. Like I feel like I always find one that I fall in love with. I I just like I thought about Puna Soriano. I was like, ah, do I want to trust Puna Soriano at minus two seventy? You you do not. Like yeah, that that is a hard. You do not. Yeah, so everyone else, I can just play single. Um, I mean, there's there's probably some people out there, maybe some people listening to this that that are like riding with like a an Algio Soriano Salikov Lemos parlay. I mean, it's gonna be sweaty. God, Godspeed. I'm that is that's a parlay I would feel horrendous about, but maybe it <laughs> cashes. Things happen like that. Oh, f- yes, it, it could absolutely cash. What do I know? Oh, I I know nothing. That I try to I, tell people that when people are like, "You're a capper, you're a tout," I'm like, "No, I'm a degenerate not. gambler. Yeah, I, I just, just happen to have a platform where I can give out some picks." Yeah, this is yeah, this is not not my profession. <laughs> no, certainly, I'm, I'm just out here doing doing the damn thing. Uh, and I think we've done the damn thing. I think that we've it. done the damn thing for sure. My picks for this weekend: strap in for the main event. Brian Ortega, Brian Ortega by sub. Uh, Brian Ortega sub round two, round two, uh, round three, round four. Uh, Michelle Waterson by decision. Uh, Li Jing Liang at dog money. Matt Schnell, Suma uh, Sumadarji at under two and a half. Uh, Shane Burgos, TBD on the line. I'm going to grab on that. Misha Tate, Jack Shore, emotional bet. Bill out. Al- no, I'm not taking Bill Algio. I thought about taking Bill Algio. There you go. My good friend good Jed has walked me off the ledge. And then Dustin Jacoby. Shout out to New York Rick. We're going to do this in Long Island on Jacoby Island. And then the uh, nasty prop parlay. Shore Simone over one and a half. Tate Murphy over one and a half. Ortega Rodriguez over one and a half. That pays out at minus 111. I'm on Yair Rodriguez plus 140. Uh, Connor, 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 Connor convinced me to do Snell <laughs> Sumaderji under two and a half. I just wanted to say that so many times because have the last I time given you a pick me, that one yet? I don't. I think I'm over two. I'm not. I don't think you have. And so, uh, th- but this is where we break. We turn that energy around. We break yes, that streak. Yes. We're when you get that early first round finish, finish. first Either round side, early. Yeah. Then I'm gonna sweat. Bets, no sweats. No sweats, cash bets. Uh, Shane Burgos at minus 170. Misha Tate by decision at plus 110. Ricky Simone at plus 140. And then Herbert Burns at plus 170. So, like I said at the top, taking a lot of shots on some dogs. And then you then Shane Burgos because, you know, big big city Burgos. Big Apple Burgos. Let's man go. How many does names not that? lose. Bronx Burgos. Bronx like, Burgos. How, many, how many names can we think of for our guy before Saturday? Uh Shane Burgos, I think it's my favorite bet on the whole card. I, I he is now. He was not. I mean, I still like the bet, but he <laughs> I like the bet until we got in here, and you told me about about Big Apple Burgos. There's um, going to be some upset people listening to this. I know there are there are many people on Charles Jordan. He's a fan favorite. He's they excited. Can be upset 
Oh, I hope they're upset. I need to talk to Shane Burgos because Hurricane Shane is a perfectly fine name. Don't get me wrong, but Big Apple Burgos just feels feels like a better one. Like, can we can we Bobby Knuckles this nickname away from him? It was nobody needs him to be Hurricane Shane. I need him to be Big Apple Burgos right now. Bronx if, Burgos. Yeah, I think if I have the time, I'm gonna whip whip together a little a little edit uh, like. Burgos oh, maybe yeah. like doing something crazy, flexing, acting all wild with like Statue of Liberty, the Apple at City Field. Dude, it'd be the best. Also, if he's big, his like gimmick could just be after he, he's sitting there, he just takes a big bite out of an apple. Yes. Just, it's, it's like yeah, instead pro of, villain move. Instead of the Shui Vasa, the, the Tui Vasa Shui. Yeah. He just unhinges his jaw and eats an entire eats apple. An apple just shoves it in there. It's golden. Love it. I love our bets. I love what we've accomplished this week. Um, love the bets. Hopefully, we win this week. Uh, if we don't win this week, we're going to win next week. I, mean, I can tell you that much. London is a lock. Just go ahead, clear your calendars, boys and girls. London is a lock. English breakfast. You going to do it with me on uh, Saturday? The the following Saturday. I could be convinced. I mean, that's a bit of work, but. It seems oh, it's, like a good way to celebrate. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I didn't realize how much it is. I hate that I have to do it again. People yeah, judge full you. English breakfast is. <laughs> they judge you so harshly. They judge you so harshly. I took a damn, like, you could have put my picture up in a museum of my breakfast, and people were like, "The sausages are so tiny. Put some milk in your tea. What are you doing?" Like, I got most of most people were very very kind and said it looked good, but uh, yeah. I am not a milk in my tea guy. That's I know people do it. Just never been my style. Yeah, at first I was like, why would I do that? That sounds weird. But then I was like, ah, people put it it's, in coffee. It's, it's fine. fine. It, it's just not. I'm, I'm a honey, a little bit of brown sugar. That's all I need for, for a cup of Earl Grey. All right. We can, get in, we can get into our full English next week when we come we back can. for UFC London. But for now, it's UFC Long Island. If you're there, come say what's up to the No Bets Bard, half of the No Bets Bard crew. I'll be in like right. section 306 or something. I'll be in a Jack Shore shirt. I'm going to be hard to miss, baby. I'm repping Team Tank on Saturday. That's all we've got. UFC Long Island. Hopefully it's a good one. Best of luck with all your bets. What, what's a London goodbye? Cheerio. See you next week. <laughs> Cheerio indeed. Love you guys. Media Podcast Network. Support for this episode has come from eBay. You know real when you feel it. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you don't have to wonder. You know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be checked by experts and verified authentic. Maybe it's a designer handbag, sneakers that pop, jewelry that shines as bright as you do. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.